last time on Oz Hour? Okay, last time they were about to be sent off to their death by the king dude or whatever and then they're like oh look at that pretty little princess that's ready to be sprout let's 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 pull her out and so they do and they get saved kind of and she's like wow you're bad so he sends the prince away and he just goes we don't know where he just does and then we uh eureka eats a fish and then jimbo eats some things or jimbo jim (laughs) eats some things too and then uh the prince the princess is actually kind of scary and is like actually you have to prove to us that you're like a cool guy to be able to live the wizard and he's like okay and scorched all these gamma bonds or mamma doos <laughs> i can't remember their names but they they get scorched and then she's like oh that's pretty cool but we can't save your animals so they decided to push them off into the black pit but eureka comes and saves the day and is like uh, uh, uh. and they end up getting out of there and being able to escape and they go to this other place called the land of Vo, where they meet these invisible people because they eat these peaches and there's bears that are also invisible and that's where they are now Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be continuing with book four, Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz, covering chapters nine through 12. We are your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swank. And joining us is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. Oh, someone got oh. new nails. <laughs> We're going to have to amplify that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we so, isolate that sound? <laughs> so Hannah just played Last Time On, where she recapped what happened last time on Oz Hour. Uh, why, how long did that take again? About one minute and 16 seconds. Okay, I'm not so mad at that time, but I'm going to read you the notes that I took just to enlighten our listeners on what you were trying to tell them. <laughs> uh, so first, the prince of the Mangaboos. You call them the king of something. I just really wanted to set the tone. They are the Mangaboos. Uh, the prince decides that fish aren't, or, sorry, the wizard decides that fish aren't animals and that since it's cold in the water, there must be fish and catches one boneless fish to with a bent pin to feed to Eureka. Um, and then I wrote, I can't keep up. And then I wrote, Eureka, Jim, and the piglets were kidnapped by the Mangaboos. Eureka escapes and gets Dorothy and the wizard and all of them. And then you might have missed more, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) Well, I think you spent a lot of the time writing about how the wizard bit the pin to (laughs) catch the fish. So we all noticed noticed that that was a really long... I think that was the longest thing in your correction. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I wrote so much about that. I don't even remember what you missed in that I honestly don't even remember what you said that's how long it was (laughs) (laughs) so anyway before we started recording Wyatt went ahead and whipped up some cocktails what are we going to be enjoying tonight what tonight we are drinking a gurgle fizz the recipe for which you can find on our instagram at oz hour podcast it is essentially a gin fizz there's no egg white in it because we have unpasteurized eggs yeah we don't do that here Oh, there's none in it. It's just lemons. Oh, I smell gin. I just smell gin. Oh. All right. Well, let's right. <laughs> Here we go. I just saw uh, so much drip out of you. I poured it onto myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's really delightful. yummy. I really like mm. that. Chapter nine. They fight the invisible 
bears. Bet you forgot about. Did you even mention the invisible bears? I did. Okay, because cool. I did I remember that because yeah, it really scared me. Um, oh, that's <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So the gang sits down for lunch with these invisible people who've invited them in. Yeah. Um, and like the plates are heaped with this delicious-looking food, including dama fruit on each of the plates. And it smells really good because like the pigs also thought it smelled delicious. Everyone thought it did, but they were like, "Hey, like." we can't do this. Like we're not going to eat the Dama fruit because they're, they don't want to get separated. Right. If they get invisible. Yeah. yeah. And the lady of the house is like, why no Dama? Like, yeah. why aren't you eating the Dama is fruit? Is everything all right, baby? You've hardly touched your Dama <laughs> fruit. <Yeah. laughs> kind of disrespectful to come into someone's house and not eat their food. It kind of comes off that way. Well, like, and Dorothy's like, Oh, like we just don't want to be invisible. And then this little girl's voice laughs. And she's like, well, the bears will chase and devour you then. (laughs) Oh, my. At least we can still hug and kiss our friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's seen people die. Seriously. Or like she's seen. Well, all right. We'll get there. But um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean. They these people obviously prefer to be invisible because of the bears. There's apparently so many bears that this is a real problem for them. Yeah. Um. But the man's like, yeah, we don't have to worry about getting dressed. Like, which I'm like, maybe he's nude. I don't know. <laughs> he's a nudist um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you do not want to hug him. That's his yeah. first thing he has to say. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the kids, he's like, oh well. And Mama can't tell when my face is dirty. And she's like, well, that's why I make you wash it whenever I think of it, Ianu. We have a name. Yeah. One name. I like We will name. not be getting it's a, another. It's a pretty name. Ianu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this point, though, Dorothy's like, okay, like, come here, you little rascals. And, like, she just kind of, like, calls the kids over. And she does, like, a full, like, blind person reading of their face. Like, she puts her hands on it. And she tells the girl that she, she would be very pretty if, you, if she could see her. Um, but... Then the mom is, or maybe the dad, I don't know. Someone's like, I think it was the mom says, Oh, the people of Vo, like, we're not vain. Like, beauty comes from your actions and compassion, but we love nature. And I'm like, Okay, it sounds like a nice place to live. Yeah. Yeah. She was very, like, I have a dream. Like, she was like, (laughs) We don't, we are judged by the way we behave and the way we treat others. Honestly. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Zab asks. Everyone's invisible here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she's, but yeah, like Wyatt said, like, she's like, We love the nature. And Zab's like, Oh, like can you appreciate like the birds and the beasts and the fishes and she's like well we can't see the birds or the bears because they both eat the damas but we can see and catch the fish so now it's revealed there's fish there's fish um but the wizard's like being invisible sounds like it's working for you great love that for you good luck in your journey we are going to choose not to eat the fruit and they stop arguing about this and then eureka walks in because eureka's been outside (laughs) playing with jim this whole time which i'm like they heard that they were invisible bears that everyone gets killed by unless they're invisible. They just and then they let Eureka and Jim's, yeah, just play out there. So then Eureka wanders I don't in. think Dorothy cares about this cat as much as she acts like no. she does. It's just like Jim's Granted, the babysitter, I guess. Like, I guess that's true. <laughs> but um, then when you he hear about kick. the bears, can, can he kick a bear? But Eureka is starving and she like jumps up on the table and literally just like starts eating the food. This, Not the dominant. Yeah, we got like, another hungry tiger on our hands. Seriously, yeah, we do. Oh okay. my God, you're so Isn't right. that cute? I, little kitty cat, little know. baby hungry tiger. <laughs> no, but yeah, she is literally like, you guys fuck you for like eating without me. And yeah. she's trying to help herself. Honestly, same. She jumps oh, she up, eats the fruit. Well, she jumps no, up she onto what she thinks is an invisible or is an empty chair. 
But then all of a sudden, some invisible hands pick her up, and she's like, she is biting and scratching, and then she gets dropped. Yeah, and she's like, Dorothy, did you see that? Like, did you fucking see me just float in the air for no reason? And Dorothy's like, all right, Eureka, there's people here. They're nice. You just need to catch up. And she's like, eat this food. And she just like throws some food on the floor for Eureka. Okay, Dorothy. She's sick of it. Eureka has some nerve in this moment, I think, because Eureka's like, oh, can you also give me some of that delicious fruit that I smelled on the table. Now, I don't know if y'all recall how averse to fruit Eureka has been this yeah. entire time. She's like, I don't want fruit. I want milk and meat. Yeah, I don't want melon. Yeah, that's true. That's Granted, true. Oh, what a jerk. The, the woman in this house said that Dalma fruit is the most delicious, th- delicious thing that grows. So, so she just yeah. wanted to try something it, honestly, yummy. Yeah. The way that it described that like the people were like really enticed by it, but they had to like resist and like Eureka's also asking for it. I wonder... They don't say that there's a magic about it, but it I wonder if magic. there's something like that. Yeah, um, maybe everyone evolves to want the taste of the dama fruit because it gives you an ele- evolutionary edge. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. There you go. Wow. Less there dama fruit means less people or yeah. less bears. We haven't had the opportunity to find out. That's true. Yeah. Dorothy is like, "Hey, Eureka, you cannot eat this fruit. Um, like, it's it's gonna make you invisible, and then if I." can't find you i'll lose you and eureka's like okay i won't eat it but just keep me away from it because i don't trust myself like eureka is fully owning that she has no self-control which is mature i guess but also like she's a kitten so like of course she can't control it yeah she's just a baby just a baby um but the man, uh, the wizard asks the family like how they can get out of the Valley of Voe and return to the surface of the earth. And the man of the house is like, well, leaving Voe is easy, but you're going to have to pass through a much worse place to get out of here. Yeah. Also, I don't know what the surface of the earth means, but wouldn't you fall off? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't think it's even possible to get to the surface. If you could, you would probably just fall off. And they're so like, he's like, a, he's like a flat earther. He is. Is, well, he's like a, yeah, he's a like, don't walk off the edge. I guess so. Yeah, there's no other way to make it into a better joke. So yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the wizard at that point is like, okay, cool. Like Landavo is great. Everything's great. But like, we're gonna go home. We've been up there. Um, so like, even if we have to like go through some like unpleasant land or like whatever comes after the Valley of Vo, he's like, it's fine. Just like tell us what to do. And the man does. He gives him directions. Yeah, he's um, like cross and the valley. I'm sorry, they're pretty wild. <laughs> the directions? Yeah. He's like, you have to cross the valley, mount a spiral staircase inside of the Pyramid Mountain, and at the tip of Pyramid Mountain is Lost in Clouds, but that's the land of Not, where the gargoyles live. Okay, you're right. That is pretty Yeah, crazy. it's a little unhinged between Pyramid Mountain, the fucking gargoyles, the land of Not, N-A-U-G-H-T. Yeah, like, what, how many days is this going to be? Oh my gosh. Well, and like he points to the mountain though. They can see the mountain from yeah. where they're at. So yeah. like it's like a run over there. But Mount Hood is right over there. It's 80 miles away. Right, well, exactly. Less than that, but Mountains seem to be pretty close in these books for <laughs> some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's just a day's yeah. trip. Active geology. But, uh, <laughs> they're quick. They're but fast. Things move pretty quickly, actually. Once we get on the road, you'll be surprised to learn. Yeah. Um, but Zeb's like, what are g- 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 gargoyles? And the man's like... Oh, I forgot like, about Sam. Yeah, <laughs> he's here. He is here. Um, but, uh, but the man is like, okay, let me tell you about the gargoyles. Those greatest champion over men 
Anu? Anu? I did not write it down. Okay. Well, he <laughs> climbed the spiral stairway inside of the mountain, and he fought the gargoyles for nine days before he could escape them. Oh, my God. When he came back, he wouldn't describe what the gargoyles looked like to anyone. Yeah. And then shortly after his return, he was eaten by a bear. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's a curse. Yeah. There's a curse poem. That's some Nick Chopper ass yeah. shit. Right <laughs> um, but before we go any further, this is our first instance of guest trivia. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. We haven't done this in a while. I know we haven't. There hasn't been, and I ha- kind of had to scrape for this one, um, but there hasn't been a lot to really go off of. Yeah. But, Hannah, and this will be multiple choice, uh, regarding gargoyles. So, the root word of the word gargoyle is French in origin. What is the English translation of that root word? Gargoyle? Yes. Is it A, throat, B, guardian, C, monster, or G, grimace? Gargoyle means either throat, guardian, monster, or grimace. Again, that's A, B, C, or G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I... Oh, I'm stuck between the last two. What is it, monster and grimace? Yes, monster or grimace. I'm going to say... Grimace. That is a really good guess. That was probably my best fake one that I had on the no. list. <laughs> I'm literally picturing the McDonald's character, the big purple guy, Grimace. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, moving but, on. <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is A, throat. Oh. The reason oh, for which... because they're like rain spouts, right? Yeah, the reason for which oh. is that... Gargoyles are specifically meant to convey water. Gargoyles are built with a pipe coming out of their mouth through their throat so that because otherwise, like if the water just ran down the side of a building, it like erodes the masonry. Yeah, that does make so, yeah. sense. I just didn't I think of more of like you don't want to be called a gargoyle. Yeah, well yeah. exactly. And when you think What's of a gargoyle, on a new meaning? it's yeah. th- definitely that, especially in like, you know, like the show gargoyles from when we were kids. Right. Um but also though, just as a little Deeper dive on that. The root word for gargoyle is French. It's basically just gargouillet, basically. But the root word for that is gar, which is related to the word gullet in English. So like your throat. Um, it basically means to swallow or whatever. But it's supposed to be like gar is the sound of your throat swallowing in theory. So, so you like can like gar. put on your dating profile like I gar. Yeah, I, I swallow. We all do. <laughs> the next part, though, is also important. They're all a little upset. But Dorothy refuses to say gargoyle she doesn't say this out loud but every time she says it you know what she says hmm. gurgles which you which, can honestly connect to that meaning yeah it throat. does yeah, yeah that's true and that is why we're drinking a gurgle fizz today oh, yeah. oh. it is a gurgle fizz uh so yeah it's named after dorothy's gargoyle kansas translation whatever um but yeah that's my show at work she, right there <laughs> <laughs> hey takers good gar <laughs> um so yeah i mean dorothy's just kind of like well look if the only way to get home is to meet the gurgles then so be it they can't be any worse than the wicked witch or the gnome king oh. baseless though that's baseless okay. she has you know, no idea resume <laughs> the wizard is like, well, and Dorothy, you did have the Tin Woodman and the Scarecrow on those journeys, but you don't have any warriors with you now. 
Because you know, when Dorothy went to the Emerald City, she had a band of warriors with her. Yeah, I. What? I who does the, he think the Scarecrow and Tin Man are? I know. Well, in the only thing is, in the second book, she was actually with an army, and the Tin oh, Woodman did command the forces the of. The wizard doesn't the, know, but that. he doesn't know that. And even if he did, that means yeah, that one true. time there was an army. The other time, it was her and three men she met along the way. Yeah, two of which she rescued on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so they anyway, were, yeah. L. Frank Baum's rewriting history. He wants us to forget that the wizard's a piece of shit. <laughs> he loves and, to do that. Uh, yeah. um, but. Uh, Dorothy's like, oh, well, that's okay. You know, like, I don't have any warriors with me now, but Zeb will fight, right, Zeb? Oh, Zeb then... is seven. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Isn't he like nine? He's like the he's, same age. He's as like Dorothy. Dorothy's age. And oh. he's like a farmhand boy. Like, you he's know, strong. he's strong. He's like Dorothy in the first book, but a boy who's three years older. He's giving seven. Yeah, he's probably like 12. I could see that. He's a minor I character. Be- I this picture point. between 12 and 15. Whoa, that's high. No. Oh. But. Zeb is like, yeah, like I can kind of fight, like I'm strong, and the wizard has a sword, um, and the man's like, okay, cool, that's good to know, but yeah, why did you say anything? I know, but he gives him advice, which is, hey, the gargoyles are sensitive to sound because their champion had like a battle cry that he did, and when he did that, the gargoyles like stopped in their tracks and like they they didn't fight, they like it freaked him out, they didn't like it, okay. yeah, but he could only shout for so long, and he was up there for nine days. Yeah, so. he has to take breaths. He has to rest. He can't just scream the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the wizard's like, but like, oh, yell. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. At this point, though, apropos of nothing, I think, Dorothy is like, wait a minute. If those bears were invisible and the champion was invisible, how do you know that he was eaten by the bears? Which is really a good question. That is a good point. It's a good question. Came out of nowhere. Yes. It was kind of also like disrespecting this man's legacy. Yeah, yeah. A little of that. Like he's just hiding somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he is. Except that it turns out when something dies, it's no longer invisible. Oh. Yeah. The champion had killed 11 bears in the past. And they'd seen him. Well, they hadn't seen him. But they'd seen the bears appear dead. And then they and they knew it was him by you know because he's the only one saying he did it. So they yeah. know that when the, the reason they know that he was eaten by bears is because when they ate him, they saw pieces of the champion all over all of a sudden because they tore him apart. And then swiftly he was no longer visible again because the bears eat the ate the pieces of him. They literally watched like oh pieces my, of this man appear and fly around. Bears don't eat that much of humans. They do, do they? in Vogue. I guess uh, different bears. That's true. And breed. if there's only a certain amount of bears and a certain amount of people, like Oh yeah, how much are they eating? Yeah, like they're probably getting lucky with these invisible people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so everything, it's horrifying. Everything though. that's a bear's prey, other than fish, <laughs> which we know they have, yeah. um, is would be invisible to the bear. Why yeah. aren't the bears just eating the fish? That's true. They should evolve to eat the fish. But uh, <sighs> anyway, after this cheery bit of news, they be- bid farewell and move along. Yeah, they just go on uh, their way. And they make their way following this broad stream toward the Pyramid Mountain that they're meant to climb. And they don't see anyone along the way, obviously, but also, like, no one's speaking to them. Like, they're passing houses. They're just not, like, hearing people. So they're yeah. just like, cool, we're alone. Cute houses. It looks normal. But they're like, okay, like... Yeah, like we're alone, or there are people here just watching us. It's yeah, like you have my no impression. Idea. Yeah, it's like you have you have no idea. Like um, but there were lots of flowers and lots of dama fruit, so it's not like they were going through an abandoned part of town. Um, yeah, it's like still the like village. Um, and after God. a while, they stop to rest and like have some plums. And like they're like 
maybe on the edge of town. It, there's still civilization, yeah. but it's getting a little more. There's like a little out. orchard. They're like they stop in like a plum or like a tree orchard and they start eating plums. Um, and as they're eating plums, an unseen person, a voice, whispers to them, "Be careful." There are bears nearby. Stop. My commentary is that I'd be like, just kill me. <laughs> like, yeah. like an, a person I couldn't see just told me that there are bears nearby that I and couldn't see. And also just learning that these bears totally ripped apart another human. Exactly. Yeah. And like ripped him apart so much that like none of him was barely even left. I hate that. God, even just the person, like, that's a nice thing they're doing, giving you a warning, but even that would freak me out. I'd be like, ah, oh, where yeah. are you? Um, <laughs> but So the wizard, quick as a flash, he pulls out his sword and assembles it. Zeb grabs the horse whip. Dorothy climbs into the buggy, which right now is not attached to Jim. Oh, yeah. Jim is just grazing some distance away. When they stop to eat the fruits, no, they, like, Jim. let Jim off. So he's at a slight distance. Jim! So the, the, He'll be the first to go. Oh, yeah. He, like that, he, would. he would be the easiest thing, right? So the voice sorts of laughs a little bit and is like, you cannot escape the bears that way. And it's and a young the, girl's voice also. Yeah. It's like probably older than Dorothy. That but like that that screeched earlier? They don't know. Like, it's some <laughs> oh, yeah, stranger now. They've been walking. And they're way down the, the road, been too. So, but yeah. the voice... Um, so Dorothy's like, okay, voice, how can we escape? Don't tell me what not to do. Tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the voice, which belongs to a little girl, is like, oh, you're obviously new here. I'll just try to help save you. Yeah. And so next to the wizard, there's like a plant. Like, it's just like a, a green plant. It has like a big leaf. All of a sudden, it gets pulled out of the ground. It's just floating in the air, and it gets brought over to the wizard. And the girl says, hey, the bears don't know this. This is like our secret. But this plant's leaves, if you rub it on the soles of your feet, you can walk on the river here. So oh. the bears don't know how to do that. She's like, so when the people of Vaux walk around, like when they go one place to the other, they just walk on the river because they know the bears aren't going to be there. Useful yeah. information for their little luncheon date. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why the that, luncheon didn't tell them. Especially since they knew they weren't going to be invisible, which makes them yeah. vulnerable. And yeah. they didn't, it's not like they're trying to keep, I mean, they are trying to keep it from the bears, but there's no reason those people should have thought that Dorothy was going to go tell a bear. Uh, yeah, it's right? just insane. I'm like, okay, they're trying to keep it secret, but what but it's very helpful information and at this point the the wizard is just like let's get to rubbing he's rubbing yeah. that on his feet he's getting it on Zeb's oh, feet. he's quick yeah the animals like he, dorothy he doesn't want to die uh, Seriously. yeah but then and they have to do all around the wheels the wheels on the cart oh, too the and wheels on the cart go round and round <laughs> right round and round round and round <laughs> And they go down the river too, and uh, <laughs> but they get them all rubbed. And then as Zeb, as they're doing the wheels, they hear a growl nearby, and Jim starts. Who hasn't gotten his feet rubbed I'm yet? I don't cry. think. Oh no, they already do. He he did. He, his hooves are rubbed. He hasn't started going yeah. yet, but he's just like <sighs> like he's jumping all over. He knows. He can, he tell, senses he can tell something. Yeah, he's starting to him. kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl's voice says, "You or die." Yeah, she's like, "You must get to the river before you're lost." And so the wizard grabs the carriage, does it like a rickshaw, and just runs Dorothy and Eureka, who's in the carriage, into the middle of the river. And it works. They just, just walk right onto the river. the river. Yeah, he just gets on. He leaves in the middle. And he goes back to the bank. And 
he sees something insane. Yeah, when he gets up back to Zeb and Jim, Jim is jumping around. Zeb and the wizard see three large gashes rip into the backside of Jim on his rump. No! And blood begins to run freely down his legs. The first blood that's been drawn. Oh, God. Because there was a murder. Yeah. But no blood. The wizard (laughs) is like, get the fuck in the river. Yeah, he's like, Zeb and Jim take off. The wizard's behind them. He's following them down. He feels this hot breath on his cheek and he hears a growl. He has his sword and he just stabs out and he feels it go into something. Yeah. And he pulls it away and it's dripping blood. He stabs a few more times and on the third stab, he pulls it out. And in front of him appears this huge red bear, like like, bigger than the horse. He like hears it hit the ground and then there it is. Yeah. It's just. He killed it. Yeah. He killed it. Yeah. And yeah. And but then he's starting to hear more like growls around him and he can like feel it. So he's still running. And also like it, the book said this was like actually a pretty wonderful bit of writing by L. Frank Palm because it says that once he actually like sees what he just killed in front of him, like he sees its teeth and he sees its claws. He's like, fuck this shit and like panic sets in and he's just out of there like yeah. that's what's chasing me yeah um it was really scary honestly. it is it's that really is intense but now everyone's on the river and we're all safe yes okay. yeah we're all in the river the bears don't know how to get in there they're How's fine Jim, his little butt so thankfully um so dorothy and the carriage have drifted a little bit downstream but like everyone just kind of like walks down to where they're at it's like the thing in the airport oh, like yeah. how the conveyor <laughs> belt makes you walk faster oh, yeah like the current has made Dorothy go. go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but she's not too far away. They just like walk down to her. Um, and the wizard has some like plaster, like some medical plaster because it's old timey. And so he uses that. He like patches Jim up and Jim seems pretty much fine. Like it says deep gashes in the book, but it sounds more like scratches. Yeah, he's yeah. moved on. Um, yeah. It hurts. But yeah. He's fine. And they are now all absolutely terrified of the bears forever. Yeah. Dorothy's like, let's definitely stay on the river. If yeah. that never person go ha- back to that yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. If that person hadn't have helped us, we would literally all be dead. They would be dead. They would be. All be eaten alive. Because, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, And thankfully, though, the river, the stream or whatever that they're on is drifting toward the mountain. So, like, they're going in the right direction. And eventually, like, a couple hours pass. um, And there's a curve, like, near the mountain. So, they're, like, a mile from the mountain. I do have a quick question before we get off the river, though. Um you know how it says that, like, Eureka's walking along and she, like, plucks a fish out of the water and eats it because it got too close to the surface? She plucks it with her mouth. Right. So if I had it on my shoes and then I tripped, I would splash into the river except for where my feet were touching. Yeah, you'd probably, the tops of your feet could probably go in and then you'd have to, like, get your foot. I guess you should put it on your hands, too, because then you could, Fair. like, put them on the water and, like, pull yourself out like you were on a pool. Yeah, I'd have my whole shit wiped down, I guess, because like yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah I'd be, sick. I would buy whatever that plant is, lotion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy that shit like sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, though, you were saying a curve comes up in the creek. Yeah, so they they get to a curve and they're at this point they're like a mile from the mountain, but the river starts to go the other way. So they're like, okay, we have to get out here, but they're all still pretty pretty fucked up after their bear encounter. So they're really freaked the fuck. Out. Traumatized. Yes, traumatized for the gods. Yeah, for the golds. Um, and the wizard's like, okay, Jim, like we have to get off here. You just have to make a mad dash and get us to the mountain. Like that's our best <laughs> bet. We've got two little kids, a kitten. You need to do the running. We're not gonna make it. Um, yeah. And 
I mean, Jim was just attacked by a bear, so he's like, okay, I can run. Yeah, like, he's, yeah. Run. he's not feeling any better than anyone else yeah. right yeah. now. Jim takes off so fast, it's like not safe. Yeah, he, he is going so fast that everyone's afraid that he's gone mad and that he won't <laughs> stop. Uh, like, literally. Like, you fucking just told him that he has <laughs> yeah. to protect these children. And All of a sudden, Jim just became an animal Yeah, again. and <laughs> Zeb, like, growls behind him behavior. while he's going, and he like goes faster but then they like they come near the mountain i missed that yeah uh they come near the mountain and then jim just hits the brakes and the wizard and zeb go flying over the dashboard oh and into the grass god, they literally jim. thank god there wasn't a windshield Seriously? yeah yeah dorothy um, holds on to the railing though and, and she she's almost fine. crushes eureka in the process yeah eureka but, shrieks <laughs> um, but yeah, Jim makes a series of strange sounds that Dorothy thinks might be Jim laughing at them all, and that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. Okay. And that is the end of chapter nine. They fight the invisible bears, and Blake, what would you call that? Panda bear monium. <laughs> Good one. Really? Chapter 10. The Braided Man of Pyramid Mountain. Oh. So... They get to the mountain, uh, as they did in the previous chapter, Um, but it's just like the invisible people described. It's cone-shaped. The point is lost up in the clouds. They can see inside that there's a spiral staircase that's been cut corkscrewing around the walls of the mountain. Who did that? That's a good question. The old ones. (laughs) Yeah, the old people. The elders. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe the gargoyles from the top. I don't know. Uh, Which maybe... What if they find them on the staircase? Or they could, I mean. That would be scary. Um, But... There's an inscription reading, in all caps, WARNING, and then, these steps lead to the land of the gargoyles, and then, all caps again, DANGER, KEEP OUT. And then they ignore that warning. Yeah, Yeah. they fully ignore that warning, as they tend to do. Yes. Um, Dorothy's like, how is Jim going to pull the buggy up all of those stairs? And Jim's like, pretty easily, as long as you bitches can walk and (laughs) don't get inside of it. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not pulling anyone up this. You have to walk. And they do. I mean, it's like, it's a lot it's a lot of stairs. It's a lot of stairs. I'm surprised he's even able to take the buggy. I know. Well, and that's kind of the thing. I can't I'm believe like, they haven't ditched it up to this point. Yeah, it's, I would I mean, just left but it. But if they had left it anywhere before the river, for instance, they would have died between the river and the mountain. Like that's true. Well, that's what's funny is like if they weren't waxing the wheels of the buggy with the leaf, mm-hmm. Jim would have never been slight swiped. They could have just gotten their feet down and gotten in the water. It just would have slowed things down if they didn't. Have but then, the when they get out of the water to get to the mountain, that's true. We don't have, know if they had bears, there been any but, bears, but yeah, good no. point. Mm. Either way, they are able to get up the stairs, uh, or like you know, to get there's like a big another archway. Which again, there's no horses in these worlds, but the doorways are all just so big that they're made for horses. But uh, but they start going up. Dorothy and the Wizard are first, and then Jim, and then the buggy, and then Zeb's in the back to make sure nothing happens with the buggy. So they're going, and it gets darker. Like it's it's pitch black pretty soon. Like yeah. as black it was as it was inside the, the black pit. Yeah, we're just doing the black pit again. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think two. about that. Yeah, round, round two. two. But I guess yeah, we have to keep going into something dark and going up and up and up so that he doesn't have to describe what's in between the two well, places. I mean, yeah. they are in the center of the earth, so they have to get up. They're yeah. trying to get out. Yeah, yeah they're going to have to go, go through rock. <laughs> one way to go. So the wizard pulls out the lanterns and every so often there are these la- these landings in the staircase with holes cut into the sides of the mountain like big windows. Yeah. So they get to the first one 
and on at that one, you know, it's like daylight. It's nice and bright. Yeah, there's and, fresh air. Yeah. They're like, oh, thank and God. Below, it's like it's on the side of the mountain facing the Valley of Vo. Like they look out, they see the Valley. Yeah, they of see Vo. the river they came up. They can tell they're really high up though. Eventually, they make it to a second landing, which looks out on the opposite side of the mountain. And you want to describe what they see? It's insane. <laughs> it doesn't. I had a hard time like understanding. Oh yeah, I had to read it like three times. I feel like every new setting that we in is pretty insane. Yeah. It is. Stephen so King <laughs> had some bad dreams before this one. I don't Stephen know. Stephen King. Oh my god! That's his, name. <laughs> oh my his birthday's coming up. <laughs> May fifteenth. So they come to this second landing, and there's a little balcony, and then across the way, the stairs start again. And they go look over the side, and what they see is a very strange country, which is how they'd call everything, I guess. Far below them is a billowing black sea with tongues of flames shooting up. So it's basically like lava, but black. And... The flames are probably the normal color. I didn't color. even make the lava connection. I was just like a black <laughs> sea with flames coming out. That's why I do the description. <laughs> but it's it's but it's far below them. Is it giving like um it's in the third movie of Star Wars, the prequels, when Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi are fighting. Do you remember that scene? It's like that, but not as bright. Okay. Like it's like there's but but basically that. Okay. Like they could break through at any like, moment into love. But. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, now I remember. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he just answered the question. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. I already know. Uh, but but yeah, it's it is it's crazy though, and it's far below them. At their eye level, basically, or well, above their eye level, but a little bit above, is something completely different. It's these like big, beautiful, shifting clouds that are blue and gray, and on the clouds are these beautiful people with like billowing gowns and robes and they're like reclining on the clouds and just like kind of lounging about Ooh, being cute they look yeah. beautiful yeah and okay this sequence of events is interesting to me so i, yeah. I, I want to drive here because dorothy looks up at them and she thinks oh they must be cloud fairies okay you know okay. no never heard of that in my nope. entire life Alfred but Baum, yeah <laughs> L. Frank mm-hmm. Baum tells us mortals who stand upon the earth and look up at the sky cannot often distinguish them but since the gang is so close to these clouds they can see them Zeb asks are those real and Dorothy is like of course they are they're the cloud fairies no one has told her they're cloud fairies she did not say she's heard of cloud yeah, why fairies is she so calm? she's never seen she a- read a book once Shut yeah. the fuck up. She read a book up. once it's and so was strange. like, oh yeah, I've heard of this before. <laughs> yeah. She's that made book, it up. a fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she read this check. book. She literally <laughs> made them up. I thought she was really condescending to Zeb for no reason. Yeah. yeah. It was, no one's heard of that. Well, it's exactly like when she was like, you haven't heard of the wonderful Wizard of Oz? And oh it's my like, God, oh yeah. yeah. Stop doing that to him. Yeah, she hasn't. Uh, or he has Sorry that Zeb's you visited a magical country like several times accidentally. Yeah. Zeb hasn't. Yeah, Zeb doesn't have <laughs> as many accidents as you that involve yeah. tropical storms. Never. And look, you dragged yeah. him into this one. Great. <laughs> but they in the clouds, they see those wonderful fairies. They also see these terrible birds. 
um, with these huge, like, fierce looking faces Uh-oh. and sharp talons and long beaks. What were and those one just... birds that we dealt with? The raven claws? Oh, oh, oh the, wait, um, you mean those little crows, jackdaws? The yeah. Jackdaws. The yeah. raven claws. <laughs> <laughs> no, these, these things are huge. They're like big shadows, like swooping through, like they see them against the flames and oh, they're I like, they're just like, please don't come up here. It's like last time when we were talking about the two directions of the mushroom trip. The birds oh, really yeah. ruined the cloud fairy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden the wizard, he's like, what's, what's this? Yeah. And what? everyone turns around to see what he's looking at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, forget everything we said about everything at the scene. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it matters. <laughs> it's what they saw. Because they turn around and there's a man standing in the middle of the cave and he's looking at them. And he bows to them and he has this long, like long white hair and a long white beard and it's all braided. He has just a bunch of braids and they hang down to the floor. They're huge. And each of them is tied with a colorful ribbon. Yeah. He bows very politely. Dorothy's like, where'd you come from? He's like, recently, nowhere. I'm from the surface of the earth, but for the last several years, I've had my factory in this spot halfway up Pyramid Mountain. Zeb's like... We're only halfway up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all instantly so sad. They're yeah. just like, they've because they've been going for hours and it is steep. Like, I don't know if we've mentioned or maybe we'll mention it later, but it says in the book, like, I mean, they're still only work. in the clouds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not exactly. even above. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're 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 disheartened. But then they're like, OK, wait a minute. You have a factory here. Like, what do you making your factory? <sighs> it, it's just. Okay, so he says that he makes flutters for flags and rustles for women's silk dresses and other similar things. So those are just sounds and movements. Those aren't actual yeah. things. Yeah, the I was wizard, about to say, I was like, what? The wizard, <laughs> a fellow humbug himself, is like, great, can we, um, can we see him? Yeah, <laughs> he literally says, of course. And size. <laughs> and but yeah, he does. He asks if he can see, you know, like, oh, show us what you got. And the man leads him to like a smaller cave. It's just a little farther back. Um, and like is where he lives. And he has this shelf. I don't know where I got a shelf from. But the shelf is full of cardboard boxes tied with little cotton ribbons. Again, I don't know where he got any of this. Yeah, maybe the yarn is actually his hair. I don't know. Oh, no. Well, it says cotton, it though. It does say cotton. Um, There's not yeah, a can... shop nearby. Something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, the next floor is a Macy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole floor. Yeah. Um, but the braided man grabs a box off the shelf. He's like, "There's a dozen ruffles in here, enough to last a lady a year. You want to buy them?" And Dorothy's like, "Oh." My gown isn't silk, but thanks. <laughs> but he's like, well, once you open the box, the rustles are going to rush out. So it doesn't even matter. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> Why are you trying to sell me that? Yeah. yeah. I don't want things that rush out at me. Yeah. And then he tries to give the wizard some flutters, which he says are perfect to put some pep into a flag. And the wizard's like, hey, man, we don't have any money. <laughs> and he's like, Why the fuck would I want money? I live like- in a cave in the middle of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but he really does. So what's the motive? Well, he wants. Something specific, something he doesn't have yet, something he's been wanting. A horse, a little blue bow. Oh my god! I wrote. I was about to say, like Zeb's not saying. For some reason, I wrote boy in my notes, so I really messed up saying bow. (laughs) (laughs) 
but um, it's for his braids because he yes. doesn't have a he doesn't have a blue. Wait, one. who has the blue bow? Well, so he's just asking. Him. He wants a blue. Oh, he, he wants a blue ribbon. He named his he's price. Got, <laughs> so he, yeah, he yep. knows what he wants. He's got yellow, pink, red, green, white, brown, black. He's okay, got LGBT every ribbon. Plus. He does not have blue. He wants the blue. Dorothy's like, oh, you poor pathetic thing. <gasps> uh, well, she doesn't say that. Oh, but that's, okay. what she thinks like, that's literally what she's thinking, yeah. though. The book says like she feels sorry. Yeah, her heart is full okay, of sorrow okay. for him. And she is like, I'll get you a blue ribbon. She goes to her suitcase in the buggy, brings out a blue ribbon. This guy like almost cries over it. Yeah, he's like, this yeah. is so yeah. perfect. He's like, no, you know what? Take these ruffles and these flutters. Guys, seriously. <laughs> Like, they literally say no. They're like, we don't need those. Yeah, and they're he's, like, just take yeah. the fucking bow and show us how to get out yeah. of here. But they, do, he's like, no, take those. You never know when you'll need them. So now they have. They're like, okay, fine. Uh, yeah. But the wizard is like, hey, like, why did you like, or how did you leave the surface of the earth? Like, what's up? Can I just let you tell this story because there's just it's a lot. Yeah, it's a sad story, uh-uh. and it is a sad story. Am I gonna cry? I doubt that. <laughs> uh, so he goes into it and he says he he presumably he lived in America. I'm going to say that he speaks apparently English. So he used to import holes for Swiss cheese for American Swiss cheese. Actually, he is American. Oh, there we are. So he imported the holes for the Swiss cheese and he made pores for porous plasters and he made holes for donuts. So nothing real. It's all fake. Yeah. So but, they send you the things and you put holes in them? Well, he receives them. I th- well, he would. Yeah, he's, he sells the holes. I think he, he sends the holes to yeah. the factory. Well, and well, so... are the holes just... You're holes. about to find out, man. Okay, okay. I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep... So one day, he invents an adjustable post hole. So just a hole for the ground to put a pole into. He invents this hole. This sounds like a cover-up for prostitution. Well, <laughs> yeah, this is money laundering. Uh, <laughs> He makes a bunch of these holes. He lines them all up until they're super long. Then he puts them in the ground. And he looks down, and it goes really far down into the earth. Like, he can't even see. And then he leans too far and falls in. And somehow, he was lucky enough to catch himself on the mountain, on the cliffside, which would have broken all of his fingers. There's no way that should have happened. How fast was he going? Yeah. Yeah. And from how far away? Yeah. But he was falling along the side of the mountain, grabbed on pulled himself in here we are and Um, then since then he's lived there and i have so 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 many questions it's like when that one guy painted that picture so good that it killed him oh yeah (laughs) that he fell into the river yeah Yeah, that's right or the guy who lives smith and tinker but yeah the one who climbed up to the fucking moon and then just pulled his ladder up stay yeah so um, many questions. But after that story... Oh, wait. Are you going to ask your questions? <laughs> no, oh, okay. no, no. I just have many, too after many for the After that story, Dorothy wants to laugh because it's so ridiculous, but the wizard kind of like gives her like a little like, eh, he might yeah. have a screw loose. He taps his yeah. forehead, and um, she's like, oh, he's crazy. They're okay. like, okay, bye, sir. We're going to go now. And they do. They continue to climb up Pyramid <laughs> yeah. Mountain. Yeah, they politely bid him farewell. And that is the end of chapter 10, <laughs> the braided mountain of Pyramid of the braided man of Pyramid Mountain. Mm-hmm. And Blake? Not tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. What would you call that? <laughs> this chapter is full of plot holes. Sorry, our writers were in strike. Chapter 11. They meet the wooden gargoyles. 
<laughs> Santa approves. <laughs> so they climb until they make it to a third landing. Yeah. Um, out of this window is nothing but dark clouds. They can't see anything else. Yeah, um, it's just mist. But they're in yeah. the clouds now. Like, yeah, when I read this, I was like, why are you fucking telling us this? And then I'm like, oh, okay, they're in the clouds. So great. Good to know. Yeah, They're that high up. I yeah, the landings just show them where they are so they can tell us. I didn't even yeah. realize that. <laughs> um, but as they rest, the wizard feels around in his pocket. He brings out the piglets, um, and he can actually see all nine of them. Yes. yes. Thank God. The magic of the Vaux has worn off. Apparently, the magic yeah. is restricted to the location. So, okay, there's two things I want to say. Kay. First of all, they begin to prance about, which I think is important and precious. <laughs> we. Yeah. Uh, they they got to stretch their little legs. Yeah, and they're so little. But um, the other thing is, yeah, I. so what the wizard says is, oh, they're not invisible anymore. So probably that means that we've passed outside the influence of the Land of Vos magic, which makes as much sense as not. Also, maybe they just didn't eat enough Dama fruit and it wore off really quick. Well, uh, that's something but I wondered. I don't know how much you like, have to eat. Do you have to keep eating Dama fruit to stay invisible? Yeah. Probably. But like, how long does it last? Because they day? had that on their dinner table. Like the, the invisible family had Dama fruit with dinner. So if you eat it's it at like dinner. A Dama fruit a day keeps the red bears away yeah exactly is it that or do they have it with breakfast and dinner like it's it's on do they wake up in the morning visible and so they have to eat their breakfast it's just we well, will never it know it's delicious so it also it's could be and also that, that yeah they love to snack on yeah that's true yeah. it's like why wouldn't they have it every meal maybe they don't yeah. even know how long it lasts because they constantly eat it yeah but the pigs are visible that's the important yeah. part and they're the like, magic oh, is joy we well. can seize each other again oh yeah they're all they like missed each other yeah. yeah they all are like actually but... quite happy about it <laughs> but eureka's yeah. like yeah, I can see you too, and that's making me pretty fucking hungry. Uh, yeah. I thought we were past this, but here we go again. It's annoying, and the pigs are outraged. They call Eureka a beast. They ask how she can be so cruel after they played together. I thought we was friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Eureka's like, yeah, well, I wasn't hungry then, and now I am hungry, and I want to eat a fat piglet. She's animalistic. Yeah, the pigs are like outrageous, irreputable. Someone like you doesn't deserve you to travel in our party. Yeah, they kick her at... They Try to they try to move yeah, her they do off a, the island. They have a coup d'état. <laughs> <laughs> Eureka's been voted off the island. Yeah. But she's like, see, like oh no, Dorothy actually, I'm sorry. Is like, see, Eureka, like I told you it wouldn't be right for you to eat one of them. Like mm -hmm. she's I've, like, you're making everyone hate yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> this is I've not gonna be we're traveling together. Let's try to keep it cool. And, and yeah. that's pretty much what the wizard says. He's like, Can't we all just get along? Can we all just be one happy family and love each other, please? And like Eureka says something a little out of pocket, which is like, I love the pigs, but they don't love me. And Dorothy's like, just behave. Yeah. Behave, like, and they'll grow very fond of you. Yeah, yeah, the pigs don't like you because you wanted to eat them, and then you played with them, and then you still wanted to eat them. Yeah, uh, yeah which which yeah, I think just makes sense. Yeah. But, like, Eureka is just like, oh, but they're so little. And Dorothy's like, hey, listen, they're the wizard's pets, and so you eating them is as bad as like Jim eating you. Like, would it be okay if Zeb let Jim True. eat you? No, it, exactly. And Jim is like, yeah. And Eureka, I'm gonna fucking eat you fucking up if you touch those piglets. Yeah. So yes. if, you, if you so much as put a scratch on one of those pigs, I will eat you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> okay. she's like, okay, like <laughs> heard loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah. Eureka, that's um, fine. And but, that's that. Yeah. The wizard puts the pigs away. They realize they've been climbing for a while, so they must be getting close to the land of the gar. Oils. What is it called? 
the land or the land of not not yeah n a u g h t um but yeah. they continue to climb through the darkness and the stairs are starting to grow more narrow yeah it's, it's steeper everything is getting worse the wheels are starting to scrape on the sides yeah but they finally see a light ahead they see a faint light which means they're getting close to something and um <laughs> and jim's in front uh, so everyone's crawling up behind the bu- buggy. He makes it to the top and he pokes his head like up to the next like <laughs> plane and he starts backing down. Like he almost <laughs> knocks everyone off of the yeah. stairs. He says, let's go down again. Ah! <laughs> and they're like, what are you possibly talking about? Yeah. Like, no, we're not going down. He's like, this is no fit country for real creatures to go. <laughs> he's not happy. He's like, everything up there is dead. Like, no flesh or blood. Is dead oh my yeah. gosh he's he... not happy um but they explain that they can't go back it's like that's the simple truth they cannot go back it's like either die by yeah. bear or die by i mean what even Gargoyle. is this mountain yeah well like, they also, haven't seen only yeah, they haven't only seen. jim knows what's up there but i mean they do consider revisiting the bears once they do yeah. see what's up there. Oh, but, God. you know, but the wizard gives a little speech and they're all like, hey, we're not going to live in this place. We're on our way home. Yeah. It's not about how bad the next thing is. It's about going home. Getting so we just it. have to go. So like they're getting like, through a haunted house. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Turn around and do everything again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, so they so they basically all come to an agreement or the agreement of, yeah, let's go forward. And they emerge onto a platform and they see the strangest sight anyone has ever beheld. Of course they do, because that's what always happens. Yes, everything is the strangest they've um, ever seen. Zeb, what did L. Frank Baum do? So Zeb <sighs> says, the country of the gargoyles is all wooden. They look around. The ground was sawdust. The pebbles were hard knots from trees. The houses are wooden. Here, here too. There are... <laughs> there are carved wooden flowers in the front yards. The tree trunks are wooden. The leaves are made of wood shavings. Patches of grass were splinters of wood. Where there was no grass, it was just wood flooring. And the birds were wooden. And the the cows were wooden. Oh, you know who else was wooden? The people. Yeah. The gargoyles. The gargoyles. The people of this land are the gargoyles. Uh, and they are all wood. So Everything is wood. There's a bunch of them that are just staring at the yeah. gang. And here's what the gang sees when they look <laughs> at these staring gargoyles. They're all less than three feet tall. They have round bodies on short little legs. And their arms are not short. They're really long, long and no, thick. Like wheelers. Um, yeah, they are a lot like wheelers, actually. I was thinking about that, that too. Um, their uh, their heads are too big for their bodies and their faces are ugly. All of them have like... So none of them really looks the same. Some of them have curved noses and chins, uh, small eyes and like big mouths. Some have like flat noses with like big protruding eyes and like elephant ears. But like none of them really look the same, but they're all ugly as fuck. And they have these carvings in the tops of their heads. No hair. No hair. Just wood. like, <laughs> yeah. Some of them have like shot, like, so po- not, like pointy one tops thing of their heads. There, that's probably not wood. Everything, everything is, is wood. wood. Okay. And I promise that to you. Everything here they is wood. Also have these wooden wings on attached to their back with wooden hinges and wooden screws that attach them. Yeah. Jeez. And they're all just like like so they're like kind of like is the dust wooden. Around. It's sawdust. It's sawdust. Yeah, yeah. that's wood. Oh, everything. Everything is wooden. Um, one thing also is that everything is completely silent. There's no speaking. 
no nothing in the world is making noise. The people aren't making noise. They're communicating with their, hand signals. Their wings don't even make noise yeah, like when they fly around. Yeah, and they're not like bumping into each other either, which I'm like, come on. You're not you're not just gonna do a little accident, but there's no sound. Uh yeah, and the cows don't moo. Uh nothing makes a sound. I thought it was pretty cool that they use sign language. Yeah, it was um, interesting. And lip reading, too. Yeah, and lip reading. Which I'm I, like, so you know how to speak then. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's not necessarily true. I wonder... So that's uh, how they communicate with each other? Yeah. yeah. They do, like, hand signals and, like, little, like, twitches of their mouths and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. And if we recall, the uh, the guy in the Land of Vaux said that they didn't like loud noises. Like, the champion yelled and they were freaked out, so they don't like loud noises. So it being quiet makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of just part of the thing. But just looking at these fucked up things, Jim is like, there's going to be trouble. Unharness me so I can be ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. He's um, like, untie me from the okay, buggy. Jim. And the yeah. wizard is like, no, Jim's right. There's going to be trouble. And this sword is not oh broad enough to cut through their wooden bodies. Oh, so just let me go and get my. Um, I don't know. Uh, close. He grabs two revolvers. He has in his satchel. He has two revolvers that are so huge and deadly. All about that Second Amendment. Oh, he doesn't go anywhere without that thing on. (laughs) (laughs) The kids literally shrink back at the side of the guns because they're so big and scary looking oh and God. he immediately just like starts loading them up <laughs> yeah, like after seeing the guns dorothy's like okay wait hold on hold on hold on like what can they even do to us they don't have weapons right like relax. but um, he's like their ar- each of their arms is a wooden club dorothy wake the fuck up yeah oh, this is i mean i guess that's true it but is. who knows that they'd use it like that that's i mean they true. are scary well, and looking. we did already hear that they like fought a man for nine days oh that's true so like that's they know true. that and there was the warning that. sign at the bottom, but but they don't know personally. They've it been could told be just a trap to scare yeah. people because they want to be but left alone. <laughs> the wizard though is just like fully like it's like a film noir. Like everything's black and white. <laughs> yeah. He's like squinting up at Dorothy, giving her the warning. He's like he's loading his gun up. He's like doing the thing where he goes and then like yeah. it spins because it's a revolver. Um, but he's like, hey, like eat like there's we're probably not gonna make it out of this he's like we're literally gonna die here he's like yeah, these revolvers fight for our lives they can injure a few of them but like we're at their mercy but it's our duty to die the best we can and do our best to die with a clear conscience yeah okay, American. He said dignity, yeah always dignity dignity always and dignity zeb chopper is like damn i wish i had an axe yeah um, <laughs> so he is in the family he's yeah. in the family way yeah and the wizard is like uh, yeah, Zeb. If we knew we were coming down here, we probably would have brought a lot of useful things. Yeah, so yeah, of, of course you wish you had an axe. <laughs> like what stupid. Do you think? Uh, so even just while they're having this conversation, like in like hushed voices with each other, this is making the gargoyles like shrink back. Yeah, they like, don't even they like don't, that. They noise. don't like noise at all. They are making. They have brought more noise into the into the space than the gargoyles have heard in a long time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so they're like shrinking back. They don't know what to do. As soon as they stop speaking, gargoyles attack. A flock of them rises. No, and you know who they scream. begin to attack? 
Jim. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They fly at Jim. He is kicking out. He is smashing like he's never smashed before. Dozens of them, a dozen probably, get like kind of splintered and like the sound though is so loud. So that's the thing. He's like kicking them and they're falling back, but the sound is like steel hoofs on fucking wood. It's yeah. very loud. So the ones who he hasn't kicked are like retreating from the noise. Yeah. And then the ones that he has kicked are getting up and running away or. S- yeah, yes, they're getting up and running away. Sorry, I was thinking of a different part. Something also that I think is interesting, because I was thinking like, okay, these things are made of wood. You know when you go into like a new restaurant and like they don't have all their like tapestries up and so when there's a sound, it echoes like all around the room and it's like horrible. It's like that's where they live, except yeah. it's their ears. Their they, ears are just wood. Yeah. Nothing is absorbing They live sound. in a bowling alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and their ears are made of bowling alley. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's like I can understand. Like, it must be literally painful because yeah. um, that's just what their ears are, you know. Yeah. But so but it's interesting. After getting kicked over and, like, retreating from the noise of that from Jim, Dorothy is like, wait, if that didn't hurt them. Because the wizard's like, okay, this is not hurting them at all. We're splintering <laughs> them. But what? We're going to make them more ugly? Yeah. Um, And Dorothy's like, well, if it didn't hurt, like, why'd they run away? And the wizard's like, the noise, Dorothy. Like, you're really starting to piss me off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keep up. Um, And Zeb is like, hey, let's go back down. This is way worse than the bears. And they're like, shut the fuck up, dude. And Dorothy's like, no, like, we're going home or my name isn't Dorothy fucking Gal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the wizard or the gargoyles kind of get smart and rather than inv- advancing on Jim again they just go over him into the rest of the group well they do better than that the wizard shoots a bullet into the flock hell yeah it is thunderous it is the loudest sound any of the gang has ever heard like yeah. it's and it's probably the loudest sound the gargoyles have ever heard too yeah, yeah and it's all wood so all the like gargoyles fall to the floor, like shivering, covering their ears. Some of them manage to fly Run. the fuck away. Yeah, they hate it. They Time hate to it. go. Time to get the fuck out of there and shoot another one. Yes. <laughs> Zep does something here that I would not have thought to do when I read that he was doing it. I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, I think it's. I don't understand why he does this. It's cool, though. It is. He goes and gets one of the gargoyles who fell to the ground covering their ears. He picks it up. To, like, take as a prisoner. Yeah. And realizes <laughs> he has the king of the gargoyles. <gasps> yeah. It has a crown carved into it. Because, like, none of them have hair. They have things carved into their head. This one has a crown carved in. So it must be the king. It also has a bullet lodged in its eye, which is just a big wooden knot. And it's not yeah. e- So it's obviously it's the wizard's bullet. But, like, it's not even, like, in it. It's, like, halfway in and out. So it's, like... <sighs> Okay, it didn't even like kill it, yeah, but it didn't hurt him. Like he fell down because yeah. of the noise. Zeb, yeah. like Zeb, can kind of tell, or like it's it's implied, or L. Frank Baum tells us that like the creature's not injured. It's like freaked out from the sound. It also got shot in the eye, which made it feel like a reverb. Knocked it down, probably. Yes, yeah. but like it's it's not bad. But Zeb grabs a rope, he ties that thing up tight, and he just throws it into the buggy. Um, Okay, and I guess he's like, 
He wants answers. Yeah. That's also the last thing that happens on the chapter. Okay. I just would never expect Zeb to like take initiative. I know. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's like been painted as a coward. Yeah. He's kind of the one that hangs back and is like, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to be a part of it. He's been pushed. And now he's like, bitch, we're taking prisoners. (laughs) He's actually going to do something really cool also in uh, in today's reading. Okay, Zeb. He's been pushed. He's having his character arc. Yeah. He's he's been pushed to the point where he has to do something that's okay. the bottom line yep yeah um and he does something at the end of chapter 11 which is originally titled they meet the wooden gargoyles and blake what would you call that what would you call that <laughs> oh wow. in the real Sorry. spirit of the game too um gargoyles got 99 problems but a pitch ain't one I like that. That's good. I like that. Chapter 12. A wonderful escape. So the gargoyles, they decide to try another attack. They're smart. The wizard lets out another shot. Uh, Zeb's like, oh, thank God we have that gun now. Like, they'll definitely be on the run. The wizard's like, yeah, these two guns have six shots each. (laughs) Then what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. And the gargoyles at this point... Like, they've all retreated far away. Like, far, far away. They can't even see them. But what's happening is that they're sending small groups. So one group will fly in. The wizard will shoot. They'll run away. And And then then a different group group is going to come. So no one has to hear the gunshot more than once. And they know, somehow, they have the impression the gargoyles just know he's going to run out. Maybe they've seen a gun before. That's probably unlikely, but still. So they know. And the wizard is like, well, fuck us. Like, there's nothing to do. So they just basically have a conversation and they resolve to yell and fight their way through it. Yep. They're just all going to scream in unison. Wizard yeah. takes his sword. Dorothy takes her parasol. <laughs> Zeb's like, oh, I guess I can use the Gargoyle King as a club. Yeah. So um, he's just <laughs> swinging him like he's in the oh batting cage. Like getting ready. And then Jim is a horse. You know, he has his yeah. kicks. He has yeah. weapons yeah. attached to him. So the next band comes. And the gang is yelling. And it's like a bunch of them now. Because they're like, oh, they're not even using the guns. We're all going to come. Eureka's shrieking. She's scratching. Jim is neighing. This did not last long. Oh, God. No. Uh, no. Like, Zeb probably does the best. He takes like down like dozens of them because he has a blunt force instrument. <laughs> yeah. But eventually they get so close like they can't swing their arms anymore the yeah. wizard sword Ugh. like shatters into it oh yeah the first pieces. hit the first hit that wizard does on one of them with his sword shatters it and dorothy's oh. just broken. squatted down with her parasol open, yeah like, she has a shield <laughs> um, but yeah zeb gets like rushed with like all these like three foot tall wooden gargoyles that no, grab him no, no. The, yeah they grab them oh all God. they pick them all up it's very it's giving very like winged monkeys from the first book yeah. obviously yeah, yeah. um because they also think like oh we're expecting nothing less than instant death because they yeah. think they're just gonna fly them up and they're going to drop them onto the wooden ground below. Oh, God. Not what happens. Yeah. They are not killed. They are flown away. They are flown far away. They to cross the top of the mountain? miles and miles. Well, they're inside the mountain. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but they, they miles and miles. And everything is wooden. It's wooden trees, wooden fields, wooden rivers, I guess. I don't know. But it's all wooden. It says that. And eventually they reach this big towering wooden city like huge buildings huge huge buildings yeah 
and they're flown to one of the larger towers, which has an opening in like the upper part of it, like near the top, but no windows, no doors anywhere else that, and that they can see in it. Yeah, yeah. And they're just all dropped off. And they bring the buggy, the gargoyles bring the buggy too, because they don't <laughs> yeah. know if it's alive or not. They don't so know what that like, thing is. You're a prisoner too. Yeah, they're um, like, oh, you're made of wood. You're probably living. We're going <laughs> to throw you in with them. <laughs> so, uh,. So everyone is put into this like upper room yeah. in this tower with only that one opening. And, okay. So it's, they're trapped. It's basically yeah. like they've been dropped off on a balcony of an apartment complex, <laughs> but it's on the fourth floor and there's no other balconies or windows. Like so uh, they're just yeah. like, "Oh, we're in a hole now on the side of this building there's and this is all do. we have." Yeah. 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 Um <laughs> and they wonder why Zeb specifically is like, "Why didn't they just kill us? Like I thought they were just going to kill us." The wizard comes up with something, doesn't he? Yeah, it's it's the creative. Wizard is, the wizard is Fox News right here because oh. he's like, uh, they're probably going to leave us here to use us in some sort of demonic ceremony or something. <laughs> oh, like, it's just like, yeah. wait, how did you get here? You're prisoners. You're in prison. Yeah. Isn't that enough? Like, why does there need to be a ceremony? It's so weird. But he does immediately, though, thereafter have a good idea, which is, hey, let's go inspect our prison because they notice there's a staircase like back behind them like they're on the balcony but like in the room of it there's no windows but there's a staircase going down but yeah they explore the lower levels of the tower and you know all they can find down there are like empty rooms and again no doors no windows anywhere to escape out of so they're like look it's creepy in the lower levels it's dark we don't have lanterns it's cold like let's just go back up yeah. to where our buggy is and wait by the hole yeah basically. they just go to live in their little balcony wait for and what chill. yeah they i don't know, know right? but yeah at it's this like, point we like it better up there i guess where we can see outside in in this point of like reading i would like when they said like they use the lantern because they had the kerosene lantern so they use that to go downstairs mm-hmm. My first thought was like, I'd be lighting those lanterns and just throwing them out the balcony. Like, if they can light the buildings on fire, I haven't seen any but water. But they're trapped in a tower. They don't want the wooden city to catch on fire. I when agree, they're trapped but in a tower. I'd rather die in the burning city and ruin everything than just be killed by the gargoyles in a ceremony. I'd rather burn it once I was brought down to the ceremony. That's true. But there, okay, you're right. There's things you're right about, but just shoot me in the head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're going to bring out their revolvers. Yeah, too bad we're out of bullets. Um, but the wizard realizes it must be their bedtime because just like this place, the in this, like, oh, yeah, they can't tell. Every other place in the center of the yeah. earth, there's some light, you know? So this place is the same. There's light, and it's always light. So the wizard's realizing they must be getting ready for bed because they can see in the houses across the way, and like in the windows, they're like settling down. Yeah. Um, but suddenly, so, suddenly, and apropos of nothing, Eureka is gone. Where's Eureka? But Jim, she ate a peach. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> but she, Jim, Jim says, "Oh, she used her claws and she climbed down to the street to take a walk." <laughs> yeah, she went for a walk and she outside told of no the prison one. and only told, told no one. And Ridiculous. then there's this like uninterested chatter. Yes. Yeah. There's <laughs> unnecessary chatter. There's this interlude about what it means to climb. But in the end, Eureka just reappears and she climbs back up and she like gets up there and she's like, man, I looked at all those gurgles and they're fucking strange. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they as say a gurgles man- too. Uh, okay. Yeah. Actually, 
I, I in my notes after Dorothy said gurgles, it's, it's kind of only gurgles. It's, now. it's, it's gurgles. difficult <laughs> to type gargoyle, so I have typed gurgles in my notes ever since, and I've just been so saying gargoyle. <laughs> Eureka says wooden people. There we go. Um, but yeah, she's like, that aren't they funny? Like you know, just now they're getting ready for bed, and you know the funniest thing they do. They unclasp their wings from their bodies and they set them aside while they sleep. Isn't that weird? So we're going to take those wings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> fucking wings. and Zeb is like, okay, this makes sense because this is a prison. Because if they take a gargoyle up here, they just have to take its wings off and then it can't escape. Yeah. You know, it's like this is just a normal prison. This is just where they take the people. Yeah. And so the magic must be in the wings and not the gargoyles. Yeah, like the they magic. were detachable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dorothy's like, okay, if we get the wings, where are we going to fly to? The wizards, uh, the wizards, the fuck like, out of here. Yeah. Anywhere. What are you anywhere. talking about, you stupid bitch? Anywhere. But the wizards, where like, were you going in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Up. Um, but the wizards, like, okay, do you see that mountain off in the distance? And she's like, hardly. And he's like, let me get my telescope. So yeah. He, does. he gets a telescope from his satchel where he, has, he keeps his guns, his fucking his lanterns, his kerosene. Bag. Yeah, his Mary Poppins oh back. He is. He's the male Mary <laughs> Poppins. Um, but yeah, across the way, however, whatever distance, they can see another mountain, and in it is another archway, just like the one they went through in Pyramid Mountain. Yeah. Okay. So they recognize that, and they're like, oh, like that looks right. And they're like, okay, we don't know where the fuck that goes, but it goes the fuck out of here. Like mm-hmm. it is, they are going to get out. And that's the important part. And I'm going to make <laughs> Zeb 25 for a second. You can't just make him 25. Sorry, he's 25 now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the little boy says there he's going to go get the wings. They're like, uh, how? Without even saying anything, he just starts undoing every piece of Jim's he, harness. He apparently can just unbuckle all the leather pieces it's just so and many then make them pieces. into a really long leather rope. He one had that thumbs. One, one <laughs> Zeb is doing that, not oh, Jim. Zeb. I was like, you didn't realize yeah. he had thumbs. That's right. It was Zeb. It was yeah. Zeb. But, um, but yeah, he makes a super long leather rope that can apparently get him all the way to the okay, ground. So Zeb so is how, a handyman. How high yeah. are we really though? Like how much it, leather? That makes was me that? think that they're only three stories up. Like Jim, like Jim starts walking, but then the wagon starts moving like twenty minutes later. Right. <laughs> so, like someone could have jumped off there, and maybe they would have sprained. Well, the so here's the thing though: they earlier, which we didn't mention this, but they said like they were high enough that they knew if one of them like tried to leave there that they would die like if they fell so they might be like six stories up yeah but this is just a minor inconsistency probably i don't think elfring bomb measured the total length of leather on a horse's harness that's probably the truth yeah because when i think of that amount i'm like three stories that's the max i can imagine and you could maybe survive a three-story drop but yeah they i mean they get ready to take off and Zeb's like, all right, show me where those wings are. And Eureka's like, okay, but be very quiet because those gargoyles, they have really good hearing. They can hear the drop of a pin. Zeb's like, I won't drop a pin then. Let's go. He's and 25. Okay, he's taking, he is, because uh, I'm just remembering him in the first fucking chapters. And he was pathetic and annoying. And I yeah. and I was like becoming not a fan of him. He's caught up. He's caught he's up. He's taking initiative. Well, I think he, he's broken now. He yeah. Likes to go Everything home. Is, he just wants yeah. to go home. Yeah. And yeah. And certain, uh, what is it? Adrenaline kicks in. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure. I, yeah. That's kicking in right now. And he's like, we 
I'm doing this shit because we're getting home. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> one way to leave here. Uh, and Zeb knows it. And yeah. he acts, he and Eureka climb down. Well, Eureka like climbs her own way down with her claws. But Zeb climbs the leather rope down. Everyone's just waiting on the balcony. They look down. He like goes into this house kind of like next door to where they are. And then he's in there. And then a little bit of time passes. And suddenly, Zeb and Eureka come back. And Zeb has just arms full of wings. Yeah. Just so many wings. Eight pairs of wings. Eight pairs of wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did so, he even need that much? You'll well, find out. So here's how they use the them. Because Zeb gets... I was like, how is he going to climb back up with those? He didn't have to. He ties them to the leather. The wizard pulls the wings up, sends the leather back down. Zeb climbs I see, up. I see. Great. Yeah. Um, so now they have eight wings, and they have to figure out what the fuck to do. But Zeb is just on one like he's energized and he's like okay like i'm gonna retie jim's harness really quick and then he does it really quick and then they start attaching wings to jim yeah so oh, they hook they hook jim the up to the buggy yes. and so um they fasten some wings to jim one of the wings was missing its hinge or maybe a couple of them were well so the, the hinges don't really work because they can't like screw them in oh they can't screw them to yeah jim. so they get some they get a spool of wire out which of the, is from the satchel uh, out of the mary poppins satchel <laughs> and they use it to fasten wings to jim's harness yeah. and the wings are like sort of loose and wiggly but they're gonna do the job because magic right yeah um the other four wings are fastened to the buggy <laughs> and uh it didn't take a super long time to do all of this but they do notice that the gargoyles are beginning to wait yeah it's not like eight hours has passed like they've done this as quick as you can imagine they like, have maybe but the gargoyles are yeah minutes yeah they don't sleep yeah. long these gargoyles yeah they just took a little cs in the middle of the day and now they're back up and <laughs> they're like oh we gotta get the hell out of here it's time to go they and get into the buggy zeb's like fly away jim and Jim is like, wait, which wing should I flap first? And the wizard's like, all oh, of them? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, he's like, we will figure it out. We will, we will, we will steer with the wings on the buggy, Jim. You just have to go. And apparently the magic words are fly away, Jim. Because he does a little gallop and then he jumps and then they're flying. But I mean, ultimately though, they fly really fast. Um, and some of the gargoyles do see them right off the bat, and a mob of them starts to follow in pursuit of the gang. Um, and Dorothy turns around, and she sees a cloud of gargoyles <gasps> thick enough to darken the sky. Oh my god! After them. Yeah, they've oh, uh, they've really dealt with a lot of scary things this book. They have seriously, and that's the end <sighs> of chapter twelve. A wonderful escape. Oh. And that is... Doesn't seem so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, haven't really escaped Yeah, they yet. haven't gotten there yet, but... They are escaping. It was a wonderful escape. It's just now it whether it'll be successful plan. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Blake, what would you call that? The gang just wings it. Ah. That's <laughs> very good. Ah. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 13, The Den of the Dragonettes. Please review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok, at Oz Hour Podcast, for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swango. 
co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobus. Cover art by Valentin Lucas.